let her explain because I see her over there making moves, believing in her dreams, raising her family, buying her home, building her business, and taking time out to take care of herself. She's a mother, a wife, a sister, a friend, a daughter, but most importantly, she's you, a child of God. Now stand still and allow me to adjust your crown because queen, you did that. Hey ladies, welcome to another episode of Let Her Explain. It's your girl Latrice. So today I have a really special guest. I consider her a mogul in the making as well as an activist for the black and brown community, Miss Sierra Henry. Sierra, thank you for being on. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate this platform. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's get into it. So let's tell the people about yourself because you are unique. I've known Sierra from high school and we went to college together and she's been doing big things since then. So let the people know. All right. So like Latrice said, we met um, in high school. I did attend the Florida a and Yes, University. yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not for one degree, but two, but two degrees. But two, two degrees. So I um, have a bachelor's in criminal justice and sociology. And I have a master's in public administration. Um, outside of school, I do work for the tech industry and leadership. And um, besides that, I have my own personal business, which is a fashion brand, as well as a platform to conduct fearless conversations. And as she said it before, it allows me to use my platform as an activist mm -hmm. and to provide resources to black and brown, uh, queer, straight, community what made you become so passionate about it it was like all of a sudden it was like you were just going so strong which is a very beautiful thing but it was just like I never knew that was inside of you maybe let me take that back because you've been doing things since high school you've always been your own unique person so I'm I take that back I'm not really so surprised that you have <laughs> um you know what I think um my community pushed uh, the best out of me really? right um I think that when you have something that you're passionate about and something that res resonates mm -hmm. in you, um, you go for it 110%. So with this platform, it's near and dear to me simply because it's who I am. Um, my company is a reflection of me and it is a reflection of people um, you know, that mm -hmm. look like me. So it wasn't something hard to weed out. It was really something like I had to own and say that I'm comfortable being a Black queer woman um so once you're able to be comfortable in that you're able to speak your truth and you're able to push forward and create boundaries and you're able to create resources to those who don't have access to them um and that's where it just came from it was just me owning who i am as a person and using myself as a platform and as an example to people and minorities that look like me is really that simple, man. Hey, you have to. I just, just, just like you know, my podcast. I feel like my my podcast is a reflection of who I am because when when I started it, when I thought of the idea, I was like, you know, I know so many like phenomenal, wonderful women out here who are doing it, and let me have, let me create something that will also put them on as well. You know, I want to talk about myself at times, but there's, too, I just know too many wonderful women out here doing it and doing it for themselves businesses everything so why not create that platform so 
kudos to you for, you know what, saying, I'm going to put myself out there, you know, because it's hard. Mm -hmm. It is so hard to put yourself out there because people are just mean, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you once again. So let's get, so I know Sierra and I were talking yesterday about Black Lives Matter. And of course, this is a never ending topic, especially now, um, because every day there's something new. Every day there is some new video or old video resurfacing, you know, some injustice is being caught on camera and at the hands of, uh, you know, someone of Caucasian um, race towards a black minority. And um, her, Sierra being, you know, a part of the, is it LGB? Please don't let me mess it up. I got you, dude. LGB. There's a lot of acronyms at this point, so I ain't gonna even, I ain't gonna let you even go out like that. It's so long. It's a whole other alphabet within itself. So I got you. I got Thank you. you so, <laughs> so um, you know, the community uh, goes by LGB, LGBTQI plus uh, community at this point. Um, with the acronyms, you know, including, you know, the lesbian community, uh, the trans community, the gay community, the bisexual community, the queer community. Um, it's just uh, ongoing uh, acronyms. Just, just to make everyone feel included. It's really inclusive at Very this point. Very much so, because I didn't even know of all of that. So, excuse my ignorance. <laughs> no, this is what we're here for. This is like, this is exactly why we, why we have to have these conversations, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's to educate each other so that we can learn. And, and if you don't, ask questions and if you don't acknowledge you know your ignorance or just the fact that you don't know something you're never going to be able to learn and grow so don't don't apologize or say excuse yourself for that this is the platform for us to learn and, and educate yeah, i mean from me being a christian woman i don't get me wrong i'm not um blind to it or anything like that because i i do i do have friends i do have friends including you mm-hmm. and you know people in my lives that are gay so there is no discrimination my thing is with me being a christian woman i am not to judge i am to still to love you and i'm damn sure going to respect you excuse my language i'm going to respect you as a person no matter what so there is no judgment because we all go through our own way of life and no one is greater than anyone um so, yeah, I just know a little. I watch doc, like I'm a documentary type of person. I love documentaries. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I get my little info. I'll read a little bit, but you put a good documentary in front of me, Latrice is all in. Mm-hmm. So I do. I, and, uh, I don't know if this has any, if you ever watched it, but, but Pose is my show. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's actually just great history, yeah, too. Because Paris um, is burning. It was something that's, yeah, it is enlightening to me as well. So, it's a it's a learning curve for I think anyone that's not in that community, including again, including mm-hmm. me. So yeah. so yeah, yeah, it's it's so yeah. Like I said, I'm not totally ignorant of the fact, but I don't. I'm not sitting here and telling you I know everything. So yes, this is mm-hmm. a definitely a, a a a learning experience for me. So how has it have has it been since you live in um, Cali? And I know there's a lot of been a lot of protests going there, going on there, especially here in Atlanta. Um, how has it been there with the Black Lives uh, Movement right in this day and age? Yeah, the the marches are still happening. There was just one yesterday. Um, I saw one of my colleagues post up um, a march happening in Santa Monica yesterday. So it's going on here. I will say when Floyd Mayweather, um, you know, when that incident mm-hmm. occurred. 
LA went ham. Oh yeah. LA was one of those um cities that really came out and showed yeah. up. I mean they were protesting literally everywhere. They were scared. Like, anywhere. They were yeah. scared. They yeah. were scared it was gonna be another Rodney King riot. That's what they were definitely yeah. scared of happening. And it was yeah. and it was yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it was really close to happening. Yeah, the National Guard yeah. was out here. They were really uh out here in downtown. I mean, streets blocked mm-hmm. off. They had the trucks out here. The tanks are out here. Um, it was a, a really big deal. A lot of looting happened here. Um, happened throughout throughout mm-hmm. the city. Um, and just besides that, there were a lot of um, people that got hurt, whether by the you know the tear gas, oh the wow, bullet, the fake bullets that were happening. It was yeah, a lot of people got arrested. Um, some of my colleagues actually protested and got really? arrested. Um, yeah, man, it was um, wow. It was really, really bad out here um, in L.A. And eventually the, the protests became more organized mm-hmm. and became more peaceful. And they were having them every single oh. day. I mean, every day was happening. I would go on a bike ride and I would see people with signs headed to the train stations um, to actually protest. I had the chance to walk in mm-hmm. one in um, North Hollywood where I live. Very peaceful. Oh, actually, the police. Yeah. The police actually escorted what? us. Um, yeah, they actually escorted us uh, throughout throughout the city um, for that particular protest. And I think the big monumental thing was, of course, um, in downtown in the Hollywood area, uh, Hollywood Boulevard, where they actually um, did the Black Lives Matter, um, well, all Black Lives Matter painting um, in front of um, the Chinese Theater mm. and the big historical Hollywood Boulevard with the Walk of Fame. Yeah. They have that painting there. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, well, I'm glad the one you were a part of was peaceful because I've saw mm-hmm. the guy who, um, the actor in Insecure, um, he yeah. was out there. I can't remember his name. Gosh, for Kendrick. Uh, yeah, Kendrick. Kendrick. He, I know, like he was getting police brutality like crazy one particular day. It was insane how the police officers were out there, not just him, but the protesters that were clearly peaceful. I mean, they have the tear yeah. gas and like you said, the the rubber bullets and things like that. And I've seen pictures of people across the nation who've been a part of these protests where they've lost eyes. Police officers were shooting mm-hmm. them in the eyes with the with the rubber bullets. Like how you go from with the sign up saying, you know, whatever peaceful quote that you have on that sign and you're just marching and the police come at you with b- bullets that you lose an eye from protesting. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why yeah, they, and then you there. turn around and they wonder why we're so upset. It's because of things like this. Yeah. Yeah, it was handled uh, definitely incorrectly. Um it could have been a, a lot <laughs> a oh, lot yeah. better. Um but I think these are the things that we need to see, right? Mm-hmm. And um speaking of that, it's not just the things that we can see cuz even um during the protest if you don't know, they act, they actually have jammers that um would jam up your phone so you couldn't Mm-mm. um yeah you couldn't actually rec- live record a stream so it was these devices that the that the military has during these protests that if you do have a certain amount of followers or a certain amount of um you know people that are following oh. you you won't be able to um to get your your footage out there so i know even in kendrick's defense i know he had to use someone else's phone he stated to like get 
um, the live recordings of it happening. So it's sad that they're trying to they're really portray this image. Wow, and they're trying to like change the narrative so that you can't see what was actually happening. Wow, see, yeah, I did not know that. I did not see? know yes. that at all. That is insane, and it's so crazy to me how. People who like racism, like how the KKK, it's like you're so bold in your hate. Why won't you show your face? It's like when you when you confront a person of uh, with racism, they they act all oh, surprised. I'm not that person, but you're clearly, but in private or behind the scenes, you're you portray all this hate. So why when you're confronted, why can't you show you know show it? Be bold with it at this point. Now, no one, I mean, you have those type of people that want to be bold, but um, I think that the revolution is being televised. Very much so. Very much so. And it took us a, a while to get here. And now that we are here, a lot of people are afraid. And the younger generation, including myself, we're not taking, no, you know, excuse my language, but we're not taking your shit no more. Like, no. Niggas ain't taking no losses no more. Like, we None. out here. Like, we, we, we out here. So I think that a lot of people are afraid of not just what we can do physically, but mentally. Yes. Um, and I'm glad again we have yeah again we have access to resources where our ancestors and our grandparents and our even our own parents didn't have access to um, where we do now. We know how to leverage mm-hmm. uh, those resources. We're we're a lot smarter. We're a lot faster. Yes. We're you know we we're, we're we're more educated. We can move the narrative um, different, and they're afraid yes. of that. And I think for a long time we always preach that you know. Uh, knowledge is power and you know they can't take that away from you they can take your money you know they can raise property taxes you know they can try to do other things but when it comes to your knowledge they can't take that away you would they can't touch they can't mind mind yep your mind is very powerful and a lot of us colored people are educated you know we know more and that's just like um with j edgar hoover his biggest fear why he was so adamant about um taking down the Black Panther movement because his his because they they asked me like what is it that you have against the Black Panther party and his response was negro unity so he already knew that when we as black people come together we are unstoppable we are unshakable mm-hmm. and that was back then and that was what 50 years ago that they they knew that yeah. and even before then when we were enslaved they know that when we come in t- together in numbers we become a whole different person when we come together. Mm-hmm. And I think we should continue to stay with the unity that we are gaining right now um, to continue to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to shine a little light on what you were asking earlier and why it's so important for us to, to unite is we, we have to stop that slave mentality and that segregation mentality of the LGBTQ community uh, within, within our own community, if that makes sense. Like, um, Break it down. having that divide, right. So having that divide within our community and within our community because of our sexuality is what it all boils down to is that it divides us. Cause now it feels like, it feels like we're fighting two different wars mm-hmm. where in the same token, I'm still a melanated woman. I'm still like a melanated person. Yeah. So my sexual preference shouldn't make you look at me any differently or treat me any differently or have a or have hate, you know, towards me because again I'm gonna shine light because doing this matters, we lost a couple of black trans, you know, members that were killed by their own yeah. people. Yeah. You know? Um, we still been having shootings in Chicago of, you know, kids that are dying, you know, over the country within their own community. So it's it's to a point where, you know, I know the bigger picture right now is black lives matter. 
all Black Lives Matter. Every, yeah. You know, and I think like like we were just saying, once we pull all of our resources together, if we can all come together and stop hurting each other, we can move the narrative quicker. We can we can be a force, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what my platform again is for. It's literally me inspiring and me redefining the norm and me providing, you know, thought thought provoking provoking content, you know, for my people. And I want to inspire my people and let them know like yo, we're all in this together. You know, we all have our own battles and we're all suffering yes. from discrimination, but we have to stop the discrimination within our own communities first in order to move move strategically, in order to move with intent, mm-hmm. in, order, in order to, you know, move in power. But it takes all of us together to be on the same that, page. That's true. And hate is just by any means. I don't care what your sexual preference is, gay or straight. You know, when people hate and people don't know that's just what racism is. They, what uneducated people who don't like the change, they don't understand. That's what fuel them. Because what other part? What other reason for trans people are are getting killed? Is yeah, it's, it's it's the ignorance and you're not understanding. Yeah. or or you being upset about somebody else. Yes, that's, that happens so often. You know, um, and it's crazy how you see these. And like no no disrespect to anyone, but you see like these like poor redneck lack of education going so hard for the Confederate flag and everything else, and not knowing. I mean, like we you, we me and you together, our education combined will probably outspan their two generations in their family. But yet they hate us so much. They hate you know uh, gay people. They hate trans people. They hate just for just the the plain out reason of just just hating right and it goes to being these things are being taught hate, hate is it really taught. is taught and it's a, and i think it's a selfish characteristic that people have because people if you look at documentaries from back in the day down to slavery and down to how we were treated and down to how we were used and manipulated mm-hmm. and you know whether you were a house slave or you were outdoor yeah. slave it was it was just this sense of entitlement that these others had they really, in their heart, genuinely felt as if black people were less than yeah. them. They weren't even human beings. They really believed that. Like they, that's something that they really were, were taught. Yeah, that we we were less than. We were not equal. We were not human beings. Yeah. You know, we were on the level of animals. So when you're brainwashed and you're taught that for so long, you really believe that. You, you really, really do. You really do. And that's it. why they inflicted so much. One reason why they inflicted so much pain on on slaves, because they thought that because we are human, our blood, uh, because we were black, our blood was different. We had different DNA than them and that we had a level of tolerance that they didn't. They felt like we mm-hmm. can they can we can endure that pain. You can beat them down. You can whip them and look, they're going to get back up. And yes, we did get back up some Majority of us did get back up, but still, we still hurt. We still bleed. At the end of the day, a black person's blood is red. A white person's blood is red. But it was just a lack of them thinking that we were less than them and that generation of being taught. Like, there was a video recently going around um, of this lady who was on the back of a truck with a um, Confederate flag, and she was just yelling, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, black people, or whatever she was saying, the N-word. And she said, I will teach my grandchild to hate you. And it was just like that passed on, taught to another new generation in your family of hating a, a black b- black people for no reason. Yeah, and it's not really any reason. Uh, psychologically, 
the hate that you exude is the hate that you have within. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, I always call them the others. I don't want to say white people. Say the <laughs> when, it, <Good> choice. <laughs> when it comes to, to the others, is this a, a reflection of hatred within themselves? Yeah. That's all it is. It, it really boils down to the things that, you know, that they dislike about themselves and the fact that they feel threatened by us. Because they know we're, we can't be smarter. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we move differently. You know, they love our culture. Mm-hmm. They love us. And they're afraid to say that they love yeah. us. They're so afraid they, to say They it. really do. Like, you know, I'm old. And, and it's a sad part about it. It's really like the hate, the hate, the hate that you show is the hate within. Yes. It's all the boils yes. down to at the end of the day. And it's crazy know? how deep it runs. Like, I'm an old school person. Um a couple years ago, I was watching, please don't judge me, but the Jeffersons. And there was an episode of, <laughs> an episode of um, this white KKK member that had moved into the building. And he, George or whatever, they had like a building um, meeting. And he caught a heart attack, the, the KKK leader member. And George saves his life. And when the son was so thanking George, like, thank you so much for saving my on my dad's life. Now, granted, they're they're rolling this man out on a gurney, and he wakes up a little bit and he realizes that George saved his life. And he looks at his son and he said, "You should have just let me die." Because, yeah. be, like, that hate is so. Now, granted, that was a fictional character, but you have to realize that that was written from somewhere that had to be true, mm-hmm. and that someone would rather die than let us somebody of another race save their life. Now that is some type of hate that I would never even understand and I would not ever try to understand. I never want to try to ever put that in my psyche of trying to understand hate that rooted that deeply. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. It is absolutely real. So question for you, have you ever been discriminated or ever noticed it yourself that you've been discriminated of being just either a black woman or a queer woman, have you noticed it? Absolutely. Um, considering everything that's going on, again, I'm thankful for the for the tech company that I work for. But um, I remember vividly. I give up a, a quick example. Living in Atlanta, mm-hmm. <laughs> out of all places, I, um, I had a white boss, and I told him that um, that I was looking to um, advance in my career, and I asked him like, "How would that look?" advancing it in my career and I'm considering um starting a PhD program because at that time I was thinking about going back to school to get my doctorate degree in leadership mm-hmm. and um you know I was like if you have any feedback or do you think that's possible for me to still work you know and um you know work on my my education further in my education just asking you know for advice um and I asked him like what can I do to probably make that work so the first thing he said to me was well, I think the first thing you should work on is humility. Oh, what? Humility. This is what the white this white man said. He said you need to work on humility. And I just looked at him and I was like, "What do you? What yeah, do you mean? That's a, yeah, enlighten me. Yeah, what do you mean humility? And he he, you know, he didn't. I didn't even intend to say anything. I was like, you know, I I started this this company, working at this company at twenty five, with a master's degree, and I started in a specialist position. I started from the mm-hmm. bottom with a master's degree. I said, if that's not humble or humility, I don't know what else is. Exactly. Exactly. Like I literally started from the bottom. 
And what it boiled down to is that I became, I was a threat to him because of education. Yes. Yep. Because most likely I was a, he probably didn't even have this, not even one sixteenth of your education. And that right there no. put fear in him. Yep. How yep. dare you be a and black woman? Some kind yeah, of way. How dare you yep. be a black um, woman? How dare you be an yep. educated black woman and try to surpass yep. him or even get close to being on his same level? Yeah. Yeah, I've, yes. I've 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 had believe me I've had the same thing and crazy enough it has been here in Georgia as well. So I working at my current job now, uh, we had a, a outside consultant come in and help me and my coworker in our department because we were kind of basically building it up ourselves. They really didn't have any structure, so they um, had her come in to help us. And so. I call him and I the minority report because I'm black and I'm a woman. He's Mexican. He's a man. So I call us the minority report. So this other woman who's an older white, um, well, yeah, other. uh, So she comes in. (laughs) She, for some reason, she gravitated towards him. She gravitated towards my coworker. So literally, Sierra, I told you no lie. So we had a vendor come in to kind of show us because we were getting this, possibly getting a new system implemented for us. So the um, mm-hmm. dem, um, the vendor was doing a demo for us, and um, it's her, um, her, my coworker, and myself. We're sitting at this big table, and so the the um, vendor is over with the demo. So we're talking amongst, you know, trying to give each other feedback. Well, I was trying to give myself give feedback, and the lady, the consultant, clearly would just ignore me. She all the conversation she had was just um veer towards him my co-worker she would not anything I had to say she did not care she, I mean to the point it was so blatant she was ignoring me and did not care about my input to the point where I actually had to go and talk to my supervisor who hired her own and to let him know like I'm not sure how you conduct you know I Basically, I'm like, I feel like she's basically, she's, she's, she's ignoring me on purpose. I said, every time I try to have a input, I said, she won't even, even turn her chair to even speak to me. That's how blatant right. it was. So, and the fact that she knew my education, oh my gosh, she tried everything to trying to like, just dummy it down. Well, um, I don't know about this. You're outside consultant. You don't even work for the company. So it ain't for you to sit here and try to, you know, go review my 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 resume i've been hired on but she was trying to make it she was trying to do too much but the fact that i was educated and i would actually have more education than her that lady was not trying to hear it at all yeah and it can be really blatant in your face and you'd be like what how would you feel if i turned around and did that to you yeah how would you feel you know i don't think they think about that They don't. They they really don't. Um, it's it's to a point where it's so ingrained in them that it's not even an issue, and they don't even see it. That's the then that's the scary part: the fact that they, it's not seen. That it's a mm-hmm. that it's actually a hidden trait in them that they don't even see, and they try to rationale. You can't rationale. You can't. You can't. You cannot try to you know, wrap this ugly gift up with the prettiest bow and try to give it to me. It's just, I can't, I can't accept that. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it's scary. 
is really, really scary. It really is. It really is. Um, and what we were talking about earlier about the, um, I know you were saying about the trans community. I just think that's crazy. I honestly do think that it's crazy that they are getting murdered the way that they are. And it's just, it's, it's so saddened. It saddens me to see that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's another thing that's geared from hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and hate, hate within ourselves and hate within our communities. And I think that's even the whole other story when it comes to the psychological aspect and the mental aspect of our Black men. Yes. And um, the things that we instill in them at a young age and the expectations that we place on them at a young age mm-hmm. on what they can and cannot be in what they should and should not do, um, how they should feel emotionally, how they shouldn't show emotion. Oh, yeah. Um, that is a big These one. are all mental, yeah, these are all mental traumas. It's probably a, another episode for another day with somebody else, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the mental aspect of the things that we were taught to and how that creates generational trauma and how we're trying to change those generational curses, uh, these are all things that were implemented and all these things that were you know, that we were taught yeah. at such a young age from people who didn't know any better. And I think the realest thing I've learned, I, that I've learned so far, at least in the past year, what I've been doing, I am unlearning the things that I was taught for people who, who didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And that's including our parents. Oh, yeah. Our grandparents, our aunts and uncles, they were teaching us things that they don't know what the hell they were talking about. You know, so I think I'm at a point in my life where I'm I'm unlearning, you know, those things so that I can learn you know spiritual healing and learn that you know seeing a therapist is okay very much so normalize that very much so especially in the black community because mental illness goes so undiagnosed and we just like oh she's just crazy you know she's always been acting like that no that's let's not normalize that to be just that's just how she is yeah no she you know it's it's an issue you need exactly 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 and it's not only that it even goes to health right you know um when it comes against our black men, they don't see, you know, doctors on a yearly basis or a regular Mm-mm. basis or, you know, black people as a whole, they won't go, you know, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to pray about it. Or I'm going to ask God to take it away from me. Yeah. I'm sorry. God ain't the answer for everything when it comes to science, baby. You know, you can't ask God to cure your cancer. You have to go see somebody about that. I think, you know, you got diabetes, you got to, you have to change your diet and you yeah. have to exercise. You can't, you can't pray to God to get it, to take it away. You have to put it in the work. It's, you have to do your research, you know? So it's just things that, that I think we have to unlearn and relearn, Yeah, you know, and, and, and go about it that way. I don't think it's God won't help because God is in everything. I think it's, you have to use common sense, pray. Yes. But also go to the doctor. God bless this man with enough knowledge to help you with your body so you can't get mm-hmm. yourself together. So, yes, pray. Pray to God. He wants to hear from you. He wants you to come to him when your time of need. But also take the proper steps to go to the doctor. Change your diet. If you're overweight, what you need to do, you need to change your diet. You need to exercise. You need, you know, it's not just about just sitting back and just waiting on God to do everything because that's not how he works. You know, so we have to put in the effort to do things. Right. Right. So it's just, it's just a lot. A lot. It is. It is. It is. It is. But thank you so much for being on here. So let the please tell the people where they can find you, where they can find your your clothes, your clothing line, your business, where they can get in contact with you. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. 
Um, so right now, um, I'm actually donating a portion of my proceeds right now to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, thus far, we have donated $440 to them. Uh, the goal is a, is a grand. Okay. So if you guys get the opportunity, check out my website. It is uh, gwqfashion.com. Um, and I have shirts and things on there that can be purchased. And again, I'm, I'm donating a, por- a portion of the proceeds to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, alongside that, I do host uh, Fearless Conversations right now because of COVID-19. Um, they are virtually I host them on Zoom. Mm-hmm. The next one will be July 25th. And this one is geared towards um, having that tough conversation with your, with your kids about racism mm, that really... and how to interact. Yeah. And how to interact with um, the police. So as of now, I have um, four confirmed people, which is I have a prosecutor. I have a mental um, health doctor that works at the juvenile detention center. I have a black retired police officer and I have a former NFL um, retiree uh, player uh, retiree that's going to be a part of that Zoom conversation. So for more information, you guys can follow me on social media, whether Instagram or Facebook, again, at GWQ Fashion. Um, Again, it's at GWQ Fashion. I will have the link to register for the Fearless Conversation and as well as um, my styling and my clothing platform is available there. Look at you, always on it, always on it. So before I close out, ladies, I just want to say love one another at all, everyone. Let's love. Love covers a multitude of sin, hatred, and everything else. Let's love one another. Um, Spread love. We need it. The world needs it. Um, But until then, thank you so much, Sierra, for being on. I really enjoyed you. Thank you for this platform and this opportunity. You're doing a great job. And I'm going to say keep it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And same to you, because that conversation is definitely needed. Because before we end, I just, you know, it was crazy how much feedback, you know, Sesame Street was getting about their 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 uh show that they had to help kids understand the COVID and and and, and the um Black Lives Matter and how people were really upset about that. So yeah, it's crazy, but I'm glad that you're putting that out there. It's it's definitely a conversation needs to be um told and and spread to the world. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All righty then. So we're going to close out onto another another episode. Bye.